Good morning. Welcome to With God at Dawn. Today our reading is titled, The Church Militant, a People Who Keep God's Law. Revelation 14, verse 12. Here is the patience of the saints. Here are they that keep the commandments of God and the faith of Jesus. We are standing upon the threshold of great and solemn events. Prophecies are fulfilling. Strange, eventful history is being recorded in the books of heaven. Everything in our world is in agitation. Only a moment of time, as it were, yet remains. Satan is busily laying his plans for the last mighty conflict. When all will take sides, there will be no neutral ground. Men in their blindness boast of wonderful progress and enlightenment, but to the eye of omniscience are revealed the inward guilt and depravity. The heavenly watchers see the earth filled with violence and crime. Wealth is obtained by every species of robbery, not robbery of men only, but of God. Men are using his means to gratify their selfishness. Everything they can grasp is made to minister to their greed. Avarice and sensuality prevail. Men cherish the attributes of the first great deceiver. They have become imbued with his spirit, but the cloud of judicial wrath hangs over them, containing the elements that destroyed Sodom. In his vision of things to come, the prophet John beheld this scene. This demon worship was revealed to him and it seemed to him as if the whole world were standing on the brink of perdition. But as he looked with intense interest, he beheld the company of God's commandment-keeping people. They had upon their foreheads the seal of the living God. And he said, Here is the patience of the saints. Here are they that keep the commandments of God in the faith of Jesus. This distinctive banner, Revelation fourteen twelve quoted, that is to be born through the world to the close of probation. This is not a time to haul down our colors and be ashamed of our faith. Every man is to stand in his lot and place, thinking, speaking, acting in harmony with the Spirit of God. Our verse said, Here is the patience of the saints. Well, where are they? In context, Revelation 14 is revealing the pouring out of God's wrath in the plagues. I'll read a verse here. The, the plagues in the third angel's message saying, The third angel followed them, saying with a loud voice, If any man worship the beast in his image and receive his mark in his forehead or in his hand, the same shall drink of the wine of the wrath of God, which is poured out without mixture into the cup of his indignation. And he shall be tormented with fire and brimstone in the presence of the holy angels and in the presence of the Lamb. And the smoke of their torment ascendeth up forever and ever. They have no rest or no Sabbath, day or night, who worship the beast in his image and whosoever received the mark of his name. So here uh, is speaking of during this time when God's plagues are falling, his saints have patience. They're enduring, and God is protecting them, and they're going through Jacob's trouble. Um, I think I lost my place here. And they are, during this time, his faithful people, trusting in him. Um, 
trusted in him. When the plagues fall, they're sealed and they won't die. So, when John says, blessed are the dead who die in the Lord, that they rest from their labors, I think he's saying that during the plagues, it's a real blessing for those to be resting in the grave rather than living through it. It's a real time of Jacob's trouble because of that. It's so terrible that those who are living on this time have passed through Jacob's trouble and they're wrestling with doubt and they come through purified and trusting God and they're ready to be harvested. And the angel says in Revelation 14, 15, crying with a loud voice to him that sat on the cloud, thrust in thy sickle and weep, the time has come for the harvest of the earth is ripe. And God's people who've been purified and trusting, who've come through that time are ready to be taken home and off the earth. God's people have ripened to sweetness and those who followed the beast have ripened into their position of incurable rebellion and they want to kill God's people, but they won't be allowed to do so. You know, I noticed that Psalms 37 seems to be a companion chapter. I want to read that to you because it was quite good. Um, so Psalms 37, it's got 40 verses in it, but um, I think it's worthwhile reading, so bear with me. Fret not thyself because of evildoers. And here God's people will be living during the time of the plagues. Don't fret yourself because of the evildoers. Neither be envious against the workers of iniquity, for they shall soon be cut down like the grass and wither as the green herb. Trust in the Lord and do good, so shalt thou dwell in the land, and verily thou shalt be fed. Delight thyself also in the Lord. He shall give thee the desires of thine heart. Commit thy way unto the Lord. Trust also in him. He shall bring it to pass. He shall bring forth thy righteousness as the light and thy judgment as the noonday. Rest in the Lord and wait patiently for him. Fret not thyself because of him who prospers in his way, because of the man who brings e wicked devices to pass. Cease from anger and forsake wrath. Fret not thyself in any wise to do evil. You may feel during that time that things are unfair and somebody has to do justice because of the things the evil people are doing. Because during that time we're standing without a mediator and we're trusting in God going through that self-doubt and wondering if we're sealed. But we, we've got to don't try to do evil at that time or try to make justice happen or defend yourself. Verse 8, I'm reading on, Cease from anger and forsake wrath. Fret not thyself in any wise to do evil, for evildoers shall be cut off. But those that wait upon the Lord, they shall inherit the earth. For yet a little while, and the wicked shall not be. Yea, thou shalt diligently consider his place, and it shall not be. But the meek shall inherit the earth, and shall delight themselves in the abundance of peace. The wicked plotteth against the just, just and gnasheth upon him with his teeth. The Lord shall laugh at him, for he seeth that his day is coming. The wicked have drawn out the sword, and have bent their bow to cast down the poor and needy, and to slay such as be of upright conversation. They're going to be really mad at God's people during that time. They're going to be angry and want to destroy them, aren't they? Their sword shall enter into their own heart, and their bow shall be broken. A little that a righteous man has is better than the riches of many wicked. For the arms of the wicked shall be broken. But the Lord upholdeth the righteous. The Lord knoweth the days of the upright, and their inheritance shall be forever. They shall not be ashamed in the evil time, 
and in the days of famine they shall be satisfied. God has told us our bread and water will be sure, hasn't he? But the wicked shall perish, and the enemies of the Lord shall be in the fat of lamb, shall be as the fat of lamb. They shall consume into smoke, they shall consume away. The wicked borrows and pays not again, but the righteous shows mercy and gives. For such as be blessed of him shall inherit the earth, and they that be cursed of him shall be cut off. The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord, and he delights in his way. Though he fall, he shall not be utterly cast down, for the Lord upholdeth him with his hand. I have been young, and now I am old, yet have I not seen the righteous forsaken, nor his seed begging bread. He is ever merciful, and lends, and his seed is blessed. Depart from evil, and do good, and dwell forevermore. For the Lord loveth judgment, and forsaketh not his saints. They are preserved forever. God will preserve them during that time. But the seed of the wicked shall be cut off. The righteous shall inherit the land, and dwell therein forever. The mouth of the righteous speaks wisdom, and his tongue talks of judgment. The law of God is in his heart. None of his steps shall slide. The wicked watcheth the righteous, and seeketh to slay him. The Lord will not leave him in his hand, nor condemn him when he is judged. Wait on the Lord, keep his way, and he shall exalt thee to inherit the land. When the wicked are cut off, thou shalt see it. I have seen the wicked in great power, and spreading himself like a green bay tree. Yet he passed away, and lo, he was not. Yea, I sought him, but he could not be found. Mark the perfect man, and behold the upright, for the end of that man is peace. But the transgressors shall be destroyed together. The end of the wicked shall be cut off. But the salvation of the righteous is of the Lord. He is their strength in the time of trouble. The Lord shall help and deliver them. He shall deliver them from the wicked and save them because they trust in him. God's people keep his law. It's written in their hearts now. Hebrews 8.10 tells us that. I'll read it for you. For this is the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel after those days, saith the Lord. I will put my laws in their mind and write them in their hearts. And I will be to them a God, and they shall be to me a people. And this is, in fact, a fulfillment of Jeremiah 31.13. I'm sorry, Jeremiah 31.33. I will read that for you. Jeremiah 31. Okay, um, la, 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 where am I? Okay, 33. Um, verse 33 says, But this shall be the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel. After those days, saith the Lord, I will put my law in their inward parts and write it in their hearts. will be to them a God, and they shall be to me a people. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, verse 31 says, I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel, with the house of Judah. Of course, this is speaking of spiritual Israel, or those who have faith in the seed of Abraham, which is Jesus. Not according to the covenant he made with their fathers when he took them out of Egypt. But this is the covenant that I will make. I'll put my laws in their hearts. Remember on Mount Sinai, he gave them his law on tables of stone. It was the tables of the law. But now Jeremiah prophesies God's going to write it in their hearts. And Hebrews where Paul writes it was a fulfillment of that. Second Corinthians three three and seventeen through eighteen. 
2 Corinthians 3, 3 says, For as much as you are manifestly declared to be the epistle of Christ, ministered by us, written not with ink, but with the Spirit of the living God, not in tables of stone, but in fleshy tables of the heart. So the Spirit of the Lord writes his laws in the heart. And 17 and 18 says, Now the Lord is that Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there's liberty. But we all with open face, beholding as in a glass, the glory of the Lord are changed into the same image from glory to glory, even as by the Spirit of the Lord. So we're all changed into his image as if we could see him. When we look into a mirror, we could see him. And this covenant experience is called the ministration of glory. 2 Corinthians 3, 8, verse 8 says, How shall not the ministration of the Spirit be rather glorious? For the Spirit is doing this work of changing us from glory to glory to the image of the Lord. And his law is written in our mind and our heart. That's the ministration of glory. And Romans 2, 12 through 16 says, For as many as have sinned without law shall also perish without law. And as many as sinned in the law shall be judged by the law. For not the hearers of the law are just before God, but the doers of the law shall be justified. For when the Gentiles have not the law do by the nature the things contained in the law, these, having not the law, they're a law unto themselves. They show the work of the law written in their hearts by the Spirit of God, don't they? That's what verse 15 says. They show the work of the law written in their hearts, their conscience bearing witness, and their thoughts either accusing or excusing one another. In the day when God shall judge the secrets of men by Jesus Christ, according to my gospel, that's Paul saying that. So it's not just spiritual Israel. Um, is this a speaking of spiritual Israel? It's the Jews. That's you. I mean, the Gentiles. That's you and me, unless you're Jewish extraction. But even them can have the Spirit work on their heart to write God's law on their heart. It shows the same work in the Gentiles. It's you and me. So the last paragraph of our reading today said, "Every man is to stand in his lot and place, thinking, speaking, and acting in harmony with the Spirit of God as He does that work in us." I found a promise. In 2 Timothy 2.21, um, 2 Timothy 2.21, Therefore, if any man, anyone cleanses himself from the latter, or the vessels of dishonor, if we read in 2 Timothy 2, some people are vessels of honor and some of dishonor. And he's saying here, if any man cleanses himself from the latter, or the, being a vessel of dishonor, he will be a vessel unto the honor, sanctified and useful for the master, prepared for every good work. Let's pray, Lord, um, my brothers and sisters, that God will do his work in our heart and write his law in our mind and our heart and change us from glory to glory into the image of the Lord through the work of his spirit. Dear Jesus, I and those who are here with me today, we come to you, Lord, for you to do that work in our heart and our mind. Write your law in our heart and mind, Lord. Let us cooperate and surrender to your will. Moment by moment, as in obedience and surrender, we allow you to make that change in us and put your robe of righteousness on us and develop that faith that works by love and purifies the soul and give us that gold tried in the fire in this experience, Lord. Take us out of Laodicea. Put us squarely back into Philadelphia, the brotherly love experience, Lord, that we will glorify you even during the time of trouble. And if it be your will that we be laid to rest during that time, then we trust in you that you will raise us up with your voice. 
These things we pray in your name and for your sake. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for joining me, brothers and sisters. God bless you today with his abundance and his, his personal walk with you. I'll see you in the morning.